0: 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show, not with Doug Ray. This is Garrett Ray, Doug's out of the office this week, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. With me is Bryce Payne, and this morning, Bryce, we are talking about a 10-point checklist for retirement preparedness, 2023 edition. Yep. But
1: let's go ahead and do our Wealth Guardian service salute before we get started on the topic. Garrett?
0: Absolutely. We know that it is important to us here at the Wealth Guardians to always take a moment to reflect, um, to celebrate, and to honor our men and women in uniform, uh, both in active duty military service, our reservists, and our first responders. Um, you know, I, I'm a veteran myself, but I really want to take a moment to reflect on our first responders. They're out there each and every morning, afternoon, and night, working long, hard hours to serve our community. Whether you're a paramedic, police officer, highway patrolman, just want to give a big shout out to you. We are constantly thinking about you here at the Wealth Garden, so thank you for your service.
1: Absolutely, we are. So there's that uh, figurative uh, service salute to you all out there. Thank you, Garrett. Absolutely.
0: All right. uh, What what are we talking about here this week, Garrett? Absolutely, Bryce. So let's go ahead and dive into this 10-point checklist for retirement preparedness. Uh, Number one, Bryce, do I know exactly how much income I'm gonna need every month once I enter retirement?
1: All right, so this is for people who are thinking about retirement. You know, another year is upon us and it's a great time to ask ourselves. 10 questions to assess how ready we are for retirement when we're we're kicking off 2023 here. Mm. If you're retiring this year, it's essential to have some concrete answers to these questions. And if you're perhaps still a few years away from that milestone, well, then tune in so you can learn how you need to start thinking about these critical conversations. And as you said, that first one, do I know exactly how much income I need every month? Yeah, you know, Garrett, the planning process that we go through here at the Wealth Guardians is all about numbers. So there's some subjective figuring in there like risk tolerance. Yeah, um, but most 90% of what we're going through is numbers related. And when we do planning for somebody as they're approaching retirement, we want to consider three main things. How much income do they have coming into them sure. now and through retirement? How much expenses do they have on a monthly and annual basis? So that's the money Mm -hmm. going out from your accounts. And then how much have they already accumulated up to this point? And how can you make that grow to a... uh, a, a respectful or a manageable amount without taking an undue risk. Mm-hmm. So when we ask somebody, do I know? Do you know exactly how much income you need every month? Well, that's one of the questions that we ask because that's the outgoing right. monies. Yep. And what we, what's the answer that we get more often than not on that?
0: I was just about to say, it, it, I feel like we spend an inordinate amount of time talking with most future retirees about Their budget and how much is going out the door. Right. Um, You know, everyone wants to talk about investment, where you're positioned in the market, what the, you know, the growth on that investment is. That's all well and good. But until we have a handle on how you're spending, how much you're spending on a monthly basis, only then do we get to receive the potential cash flow in retirement. Right. And so I find that most people kind of look at us with like a blank blank look you know kind of deer in the headlights oh i hadn't really thought about that
1: yeah never done that calculation <laughs> yep. and that's okay if you're out there and you're listening to say you know i was thinking of calling uh, garrett and bryce and, and sitting down for a financial plan because after all there is no cost or obligation to do that as they've said many times on the radio <laughs> but i don't know what my budget is so i'm kind of scared to go in there and, and sit down with them i don't want that to scare you off probably 75% of the people that we sit down with haven't accurately calculated what their expense needs are going to be now or in retirement, and that would put you on par with everybody else who sits down with us. So don't be afraid of that. We know how to handle that situation. If you did have an exact number of how much money you're spending on a monthly basis. That would put you in the exceptional category, and you're probably an engineer if you knew that. (laughs) So if if you're not an engineer and you don't know that number, that's okay. We will help you work through that. But it is an essential part of retirement planning is figuring out what your expenses are. You might have a mortgage. You might not have a mortgage. Uh, You you might have some student loans, or you might be putting money aside for 529 accounts for the grandkids. Everybody's situation is a little different. We will help you get to that number, but that's an essential number to go through. Now, if, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians, and Garrett and I are talking about the 2023 edition of the 10-Point Checklist for Retirement Preparedness. And Garrett, what do we have on number two here?
0: Yeah, first one down, second one on the list. Do I know which account I should withdraw money from first? Very, very interesting part of the planning process. Depends on kind of what type of accounts you have, how you're structured, um... Some folks that we talk to may have an account that they inherited from a loved one that's passed. Typically, those accounts by that point have uh, RMDs or Required Minimum Distributions. Already mandated on them. Yep, already mandated on them for tax purposes. We want to consider that. Do you have a mixture of traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs? Are we talking about a 401k that hasn't yet been rolled over? So lots of things to consider. We can help you navigate through that. Bryce, what are your thoughts on how do we map out which accounts money is coming from first and last, and how do we prioritize that?
1: Well, that's going to change year by year. The I don't want to say conventional wisdom, but if, if anybody has done any research on this, the common misnomer that they have is, well, you want to go to your IRAs first, and then you want to go to your non-qualified accounts, and then you want to take distributions from your Roth accounts last. Mm. And while that's not entirely wrong, let me paint out a picture why that is a cookie-cutter approach. Let's say that you're, uh, you're a married couple and you need on top of your social security, you need to take a distribution of say $20,000 this year, mm-hmm. but taking that $20,000 distribution is going to pull you up from the 12% tax bracket into the 22% tax bracket. It's if a big you, jump. It's a big, it's a huge jump. Yep. And if you took that out of your IRA, that's going to kick you up into the next tax bracket. But what if you took only a portion of that from your IRA up to the top of that bracket, that 12% tax bracket, and then took the remaining monies that you needed from a Roth account yep. or even a 1099 account, then you're not kicking yourself up into the 22% tax bracket. Yep, That's yep. what a financial planner, that's what we would help you figure out. So it's not cut and dry that I'm going to use up all of my IRAs first, then use up yep. all my brokerage accounts and then touch my Roth accounts last. That's not the way you would want to do it though. That can be a, a guideline to start off your yep. thinking.
0: And I agree with that, Bryce, that the one thing that can be a critical window is not many people retire perfectly on December 31st, right? And then they start into a new tax right. year. Right. More than, more than likely, you have exited your job and you've retired sometime in the summer or the fall. So you have a half a year, maybe three quarters of a year of earned income that we need to consider for taxation purposes. Right. And then, okay, now let's say you retire in September. Now we've got to get through, we've started retirement- And exactly what you're talking about. Maybe a portion of withdrawals from a Roth makes sense at that point.
1: Absolutely. That's the way to approach it. And that is what we do here at the Wealth Guardians. And so I mentioned this before. If you have only started thinking about retirement and you feel that you don't have all of the uh, all of your ducks in a row and you'd like to make sure that you do, uh, please give us a call. Our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. We are retirement specialists. We are uh, financial planners. And we are fiduciary which means we are obligated to look after our client's best interests ahead of our own. Not all advisors out there are fiduciaries, so that's a key thing to keep in mind. We do not charge for our financial planning process. Maybe you've already got an advisor and you think you're happy with them, but since the Wealth Guardians are offering a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion slash review of your portfolio. Why not take advantage of that and make sure that your current advisor isn't overlooking anything? Yeah. We'll be straight with you. We'll tell you, hey, you and your advisor are doing a great job. If you're happy with them, see no need for you to make any changes to your portfolio. We're not going to m- make recommendations or try to bring you on as a client just for the sake of that. Yeah. We want to bring you on a client, as a client if we can help you. And so again, our phone number, if you want to sit down with us and, and go over this whole planning process, three. Three six three nine one three four zero nine. You can also visit us at thewealthguardians.com. And uh, Joy or Lynn can take your call and uh, set up that appointment, tell you all the things you need to bring in. All right, Garrett, uh, that's the uh, that's the two that we've got for the first segment. We're going to get back to this in the second segment here, but it's uh, time for a trivia question.
0: Oh, man. Here we and,
1: go. And, you know, I thought it was going to be your dad in the studio today, so <laughs> I had uh, thrown a, an American history question at him, but uh, okay. you you tend to have your American history or your, your world history down pretty well, so I think you're we'll going to get this just fine. Here we go. It's time for the Wealth Guardian's Trivia Question of the Week. On January 10th, 1920, World War I officially came to an end by the taking of effect of this. I'll repeat that. On January 10th, 1920, World War I officially came to an end by the taking effect of this. What was that that took effect on January 10th, 1920? Garrett uh he's thinking but I'm I'm pretty confident. So uh, stick around for the for the answer to that trivia question on the other side of this short break. This is Bryce Payne with me is Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 967 FM, WTOB. 967 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian show with Doug Ray helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Garrett Ray this week, and in the second segment this morning, we are talking about the 2023 edition of the Top 10 Point Checklist for Retirement Preparedness. Now, before we get to our trivia question, I've got two questions for you. Are you looking forward to your retirement? I'm guessing you said yes there. Do you want to make sure that you are making the best financial decisions for your retirement? I'm hoping you said yes there, and if you answered yes to those questions, then I've got great news for you, as does Garrett. We here at The Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion slash review of your retirement plan, and that includes a deep analysis of your assets, investment portfolio, insurance policies, income needs, risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and the fees you are currently paying. Our goal is really simple. We want to help you lower your fees and align your risk and approve your overall retirement picture so you can retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball is in your court. You have to give us a call. And our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's 336 391 3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug Garrett and myself today. Remember, the markets are not going to wait for you. And now let's go ahead and get back to our topic, our trivia question first. So here we go. Garrett is a uh, pretty good history buff. And I think we were going to, we lobbed him a softball inadvertently here this week because I thought it was going to be Doug who I was giving this to.
0: Garrett, are you ready? I think I'm ready. We'll see.
1: It's time to get Garrett's Best Guess for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. On January 10th, 1920, World War One officially came to an end by the taking effect of this.
0: Okay. I know the the end of the hostilities of World War One was Armistice Day, but that's not what you're talking about here. No. What I do know is that when World War I came to an end, particularly the European countries were pretty dead set on some sort of reparations for the Axis powers to pay essentially money back to them. Oh, you're on the right track. Um, so they wanted Germany and the other kind of Austrian Republic to do that. I want to say that they came to some sort of agreement on this in the Paris contract or the Paris accord that, that sounds right to me, but I know I'm kind of fuzzy on that one.
1: Well, if I give you the first, I, I, (laughs) I, I left it vague because I know if I said the first word of what this is called, you would have gotten the rest of it. So let me give you the first word because you're, you're right with Paris. Paris is where all the negotiations
0: came to the treaty. Treaty of Paris. I'm, I know that's the Versailles. I can't
1: I just, believe we're giving Garrett the buzzer on a world history question. He never does that. The Treaty of Versailles.
0: Treaty of Versailles. Ah,
1: okay, you that were that so sense. close. He had it on the tip of his tongue. That's I know it. you did. It was actually signed on June 28th, 1919, and a ceasefire had actually successfully been in place since that time, yeah. since it was signed, even though they said this isn't actually taking effect for another six months. But the Treaty of, of Versailles officially took effect this week 105 years ago isn't that wild that's 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 awesome and i would like to do another just a tip of the hat to one of my favorite authors out there thomas paine one of our mm. semi-founding mm-hmm. fathers yep. uh, it is the 247th anniversary this week of the release the publication of his book common sense yes. which i have right up here in the studios with me on display it's one of my favorite books and i encourage everyone out there to read it but uh great pamphlet garrett we uh we, we Kind of got you. was just right on the tip of your tongue. I'd say it was almost more of a technicality than an actual stumping you. Yeah, it's okay. All right. So (laughs) let's go ahead and get back to our uh, topic here. 2023 edition, 10-point checklist for retirement preparedness. In the first segment we covered, do I know exactly how much income I need every month? And do I know which account I should withdraw from first? What do we got as number three?
0: Yeah, Bryce, so we get this question uh, quite a bit, and it's actually an extensive part of our full retirement analysis for uh, anyone who would like to sit down and talk with us. Um, And the question is, do I know the ideal time to take Social Security? And there is a whole plethora of possibilities on how you file for your Social Security benefit.
1: Thousands of ways to file.
0: Thousands of ways to file. Um, Some of it is kind of just peace of mind, personal comfort. Some of it is, hey, let's run the hard numbers and see what, you know, your nest egg looks at age 70, 80, going into 90s, depending on that income stream that you eventually will get from Social Security combined with income that you're taking from your investments. And we kind of look at all of those cash flows coming in and say, okay, how does that play out for us in retirement? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know, first off. when we say that there are thousands of ways to file for social security, Mm. I want to clarify that we here at the wealth guardians are certified with the national social security uh, association. There are thousands of ways to file for social security, meaning are you filing for your own benefits? Are you filing for spousal benefits? Are you filing for widow benefits? Uh, Ex spousal benefits? Yes, that is a thing. Ex spousal benefits is a thing. A lot of people are surprised by that. Mm. a lot of people will think, well, what do you mean there's a thousand different ways to file? I thought when I retire, I turn around and either go into or log into my account at the Social Security office and file for my benefits. What do you mean there's thousands of different ways to do it? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people conflate the idea of retirement, meaning that you are no longer employed. You're no longer drawing a paycheck yep. and filing for Social Security. They will even use those two terms interchangeably. Price, scare I'm going to file for my retirement. Well, you don't file for retirement. You file for Social Security regardless of when you uh, retired. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you want to retire, you want to hang it up at age 65, but you have enough income to support yourself through retirement up until age 70. That's the latest that you would ever want to file for Social Security is age 70. And we can get into the details of why, but this isn't a whole Social Security episode. But that would be that there's a five-year gap between when they retired and when they filed for Social Security. Somebody else might want to file for Social Security as soon as they can. That would be age 62. But mm-hmm. they own their own business, and they have no intention of hanging it up uh, or selling their business or turning it over to the kids, whatever, until 70, age 75, as long as they're yeah. physically able to do that. But we've got a lot of clients like that. Um, and so the date that you file for Social Security and the date that you retire really have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. And that is what a lot of people are confused by. And then we have, uh, we talked about this from time to time on the show, we have seen clients come in here who are, three months shy of age 70. And they had no idea that they could have filed for ex-spousal benefits years ago because they were divorced you can and they had missed out on hundreds of thousands of dollars in benefits over the last five years because they weren't aware of that right that is certainly something nobody out there says oh i'm okay if that happens to me no (laughs) you don't want that to happen to you so you you want to take into consideration the different ways to file for social security and i would say ask yourself this Has your advisor, when talking about it's time to move more into bonds or more into mutual funds or more into growth stock or more into um, dividend paying stocks, has Mm -hmm. your advisor ever talked to you about what your Social Security filing options are? Has he ever put into a system somewhere what your Social Security benefit is at full retirement age? Yeah. If they've never had that discussion with you that's an issue. You're only getting part of the pie. You, yep. you want to get the whole treatment from a financial planner, not just part of the treatment. So that's what we mean by, do you know the ideal time to take social security?
0: Great Absolutely. one. Absolutely. And it's a key part of our process. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, next question, Bryce. Number four, have I addressed longevity risk so that I don't outlive my money?
1: Right. So None of us, or very few of us, have a real good sense of how long we might live. So let's say that you're going to retire at age 65. Mm. If you are going to pass away at age 85, which is what the typical male does, that means that your monies have to last you through retirement for 20 years. Yeah. Okay. That means that you could safely start dipping into your uh, the principal of your accounts, not just the growth of your accounts, the principal of your accounts a few years before that. Right. Now, everybody's a little bit different, and I'm not trying to just lay a blanket statement out there, but that's, that's a trend that we see. But what if you are going to end up living to be 95 or 100? Yeah. Yeah. If you retired at 65, that means that your investments and your income have to last you now for 30 or 35 years. Maybe your spouse is going to live a few years beyond you. Right. That means the the assets that you've saved up to this point have to last you even longer, which means they're more susceptible to the damages that can be done by a volatile market. Correct. And if somebody says, oh, I've heard you just have to save, my wife has said this to me, Uh, you have to have a million dollars saved in order to go into retirement. That's an absolute (laughs) absolute fallacy.
0: Yeah, those how round long, numbers.
1: Those round numbers are yep. just, that somehow seemingly fit for everybody, regardless of what their expenses are, regardless of whether they've got a mortgage, regardless of uh, of what their risk tolerance is. You just have to have a million dollars. No, that is that is not true. <laughs> no. And the, how long you're going to be in retirement mm. is going to play a key factor in that. Yep. So you have to plan for that.
0: Absolutely. That's a great one. And and just on note, one thing that you know, I'd say that we do here at the Wealth Guardians is we always run kind of our models to age one hundred as a, as, conser- a as a conservative measure, right? As a conservative, and that, and that measure. assumes that both, if it, if it's we're talking about a couple here, that both spouses are living until age one hundred. It's very conservative, but we want to have that honest conversation of what your cash flow looks like in retirement, and are you at risk of running now? It's 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 a critical point uh, to discuss.
1: It so, is absolutely. Now, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians, and Garrett and I are talking about the 10-point checklist for retirement preparedness, the 2023 edition.
0: All right, Garrett, what do we have next on this list? The next one here, number five, am I prepared to handle market volatility, the ups and downs and swings of the market? The market has a
1: beta of one. That's how they measure the volatility of the market. And Garrett, I've said this to clients when they come in and sit down with us and we're going through the planning process. No client has ever said, Bryce, Garrett, I just want to make sure that I'm going to be okay in retirement as long as the market is calm and predictable yeah,
0: just keep it flat,
1: just keep it flat, or you know <laughs> well a steady growth, steady growth, yep. but no surprises there. am I going to yep. be okay in retirement as long as the market doesn't any doesn't do anything goofy
0: right?
1: No one has ever come in and sat down in our uh, in our conference rooms with us and yep. asked us that
0: question. never a question we get
1: they want to know, am I going to be okay even if the market does some really messed up volatile, unpredictable, crazy whacked out stuff for a number of years in my retirement. Absolutely. How often do we have a bear
0: market, Garrett? Oh, once every seven years on average. Okay. Um, Lasts about 18 months.
1: Yeah, right. So if you're going to be retired for, say, 30 years from age 65 to 95, do the the math there, Mr. Engineer. How many bear markets is that one is going to go through in their retirement?
0: Uh, you got at least four there.
1: At least four, yep. if not possibly five or six. Getting into
0: five or six, yeah, if you got some longevity on your side.
1: All right. So yep. the market is not always going to cooperate with you through retirement. You have to make sure that your portfolio is not taking bigger hits than you need to. So yep. a lot of people will, you know, they've been they've been okay with market volatility through most of their life. They started saving for retirement at age 20 when they got their first job. Maybe they're age 60 now and they're getting close to retirement. That's 40 years that yep. they've been okay with market volatility. Mm-hmm. But the reason that that's okay is if you're 40 years old and the yep. market d- takes a 40% dip like it did in 2008, yeah. that doesn't affect your day-to-day life at that time because you're still collecting a paycheck and those money still aren't going to be used for another 20, 25 years. It's not right. a big deal. So people get used to being okay with volatility. Yep. But let's say that you're 63 years old, you want to retire at 65, and the market takes that 40% dip and your portfolio takes that 40% dip along with the market. Yep. That is in all likelihood going to delay your retirement plans.
0: I would agree. That's
1: a bad thing. Yep. You don't want to delay your retirement plans.
0: And it, and Bryce, it's we see this all the time. It, it's such a pretty extreme shift in calibration, you know. Statistically, most people's prime earning years when they're making the most Uh, that they possibly can at their jobs is in their forties and fifties. So let's say you're in your mid fifties and you're doing really well at your job. 10 short years later, now I've got to recalibrate completely to think about market risk, get defensive about my funds. And lots of times those conversations, not only just take knowing the numbers, but kind of psychologically preparing and having a financial advisor on your side to walk you through some of those conversations One of the best choices you can ever make.
1: Absolutely. And you can do that with us at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. No cost or no obligation to sit down with us. You can also uh, go to our website, thewealthguardians.com, and uh, schedule an appointment with us there. Garrett, uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have here this week.
0: It's been another fun one.
1: Another fun one. Thank you for joining us. However, if you would like to hear the additional points we have put together on this subject, you can tune into the Wealth Guardians channel on YouTube, where we have discussed this topic a bit further, including some points we didn't have time to go over here today. That's youtube.com slash at the Wealth Other than that, we hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne, along with Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job, and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB.